The Arkansas Razorbacks suffer their very first loss on the 2021-2022 season. Sam Pittman has a new contract that gets proposed by his new agent, Jimmy Sexton, and another big-time transfer for the Razorback football team. It is all coming up on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. I'm having to record this actually on Sunday night. Uh, normally, I record this on Mondays, but due to some uh, other work-related things, I had to do it a little early today, so it's uh, not as natural lighting in here as it normally is, but we'll make do, right? But either way, I hope everybody had a wonderful weekend, and uh, it was kind of a hit and miss, both good and bad, when it comes to the Razorback Sports Weekend, and of course, we have to start with the bad because it's kind of the thing that's on the people's minds the most, and that is the Arkansas Razorbacks suffering their first loss in the basketball season in a frustrating game, one that it's it, there's a lot to unpack, but we're going to try to unpack it as best as we can. But Oklahoma gets the victory 88-66. to It's a 22-loss blowout victory for the Sooners. And, you know, Arkansas, I think they cut it to four was about as close as they got in the second half, and they just couldn't uh, overcome it. And there were some frustrating things that happened and even some things that boiled over too. But it, it came down to the fact that Arkansas just didn't play their A game. I mean, Oklahoma played about as good of a game as you could ask, and Arkansas didn't. And if you need any more justification on that, Oklahoma goes 19 of 22 from the free throw line. They go 13 of 22 from the three-point line, and 28 of 51 on the day. They also had 18 assists, did have 16 turnovers, but it was just too much for the Arkansas Razorbacks to overcome. Even Devo Davis had 26 points in this one, uh, also had five rebounds, three assists, so he had a really nice game. J.D. Note, he had 13 points, but three of 14 shooting from him. Uh, wasn't his best effort, but, you know, Jalen Williams, seven points and seven rebounds. Uh uh, Adisi Tony, who's somebody who's really been able to count on for the first part of the season, gets six points and five rebounds. And uh, Stanley Mude comes off the bench, gets eight points. Chris Likes goes two of eight from the field, though, gets only six points. AK Robinson doesn't score. Traylon Wade, Trey, Trey Wade doesn't score. Connor Vanover doesn't score. It was just, it was not Arkansas's day. It was not their day. And there's no other way to put it. And it was something that you know I, I was looking at it from the perspective that this team has had times under Eric Musselman, especially last year's kind of the pointed example, where they didn't play well. They just went out and got beat. They did it in conference play in the early part last year against Alabama and against LSU, where it wasn't even close. Uh, they had some uh, some some bad games also uh, in the non-conference. Maybe they won them, maybe they didn't, but. Uh, either way, it's not uncommon for this to happen, and it's not uncommon for it to happen in college basketball. If any of you watch college basketball in the non-conference slate, you know that uh, this is something that was uh, a little bit different this year. But 
The one thing, though, that I think a lot of Razorback fans maybe were even more so disappointed with this loss was the fact that they kind of been hearing about it for the past week or so about how they're not really worthy of being in the top 10. They're not worthy of being one of the teams that need to be looked at as far as making runs. Their schedule is soft. They haven't played anybody. And then the one time that you can say, all right, we got a schedule, we got a team that we can beat this time around that's going to be able to say shut all those people up, you get beat pretty handedly. So I think it was just a very frustrating loss for Razorback fans from that perspective. But again, I don't think that this is a you know, hit the panic button. This team sucks. Like that's not the case at all. It's there's still a lot of basketball and a lot of season left. And there are times where you're just going to have these bad games. Now, if we get into conference play and we're seven to eight games in and you're still seeing these glaring issues and these blowout losses and things going awry, then we can start having a conversation of how you know bad it is. But for right now, it was just a game that Oklahoma played about as good as you could ask, and Arkansas didn't. And uh, no better point than uh, that came up in this that kind of just pretty much summed up the entire game. And for those of you who are watching on the Locked on Razorbacks YouTube channel, you're going to be able to see this video. Of course, uh, those of you who are listening, you're just going to have to listen to it. But Eric Musselman got double technicals and got ejected uh, in this game, and it uh, definitely wasn't a pretty one at all. The game by Jerry Pollard. Musselman had to be restrained and still being restrained by some of his assistants after getting a technical and then an ejection in about a five-second span from lead official Jerry Pollard. So it looked pretty rough. You know, you never want to see your coach get ejected, but at the same time, I get it. You know, you, you got fired up. You didn't like the way some of the calls were going. You didn't like the way the game was going, and you wanted to make sure that everyone still knew that there was fight. There was energy. There's not, you're not just going to lay down and die. There was a lot to this. And so, you know, just again, that was just the summary of the game and the frustrating part about it. But I still think this team's fine. The, the problem is, and I'm because again, I'm not going to say they're above criticism because there are things that the, the three point shooting defensively or the, the amount of three pointers that this team has given up defensively is bad. Like that can't happen. That needs to be fixed. And I, and I know that they can and they're capable. But I, it just makes me wonder, like, for that reason, is that maybe this is a time where you really miss a, a Jalen Tate from last year or a Moses Moody, you know, kind of the thing that has always looked really good for them and, and been a way that they can, you know, make a difference in this game with their long wingspans. Like, is that something that's been really bothersome to them? Maybe. Uh, has it been other things too involved? Has it been uh, maybe lack, lost lack of confidence in the three-point shooting? You know, I think that once you get into a uh, a slump, it's hard to get yourself out of it. And on the offensive side, Arkansas's three-point shooting hasn't been great. So maybe that's a factor that goes into it as well. But the talent is there. The ability is there. It's there. It's untapped. It's got a ceiling that is through the roof. Like, it's not – this is not going to be the characteristic team that we're the, – the, this is not going to be the characteristics we're going to see from this team as the season goes on. It's frustrating a loss. I get it. There are concerns for sure. But I don't think this is a time where everyone just needs to start hitting the panic button and saying, we stink. We're not any good. We got overrated. Jeff Goodman was right. Like, this isn't a time when you need to do that. Now is a time where you just got to, all right, got hit in the mouth, got to man up, 
Let's go back. Let's get after it. Let's get ready for conference play because you still got a lot of season left if you're the Razorback basketball team. Bowl season is here, Razorback fans. That's right. I've been telling you about prize picks. And if you still haven't signed up, what are you waiting for? In addition to all the college football action, prize picks made college, college basketball even more exciting because prize picks is the daily fantasy made easy. It's the leader in college sports daily fantasy with more college football and basketball props than anyone ever has. And all of you that use it, if you go to the website or if you go to the award-winning app, you get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 just using the promo code Locked On. Again, the App Store, Google Play, you can download the award-winning app. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawal, so don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com. Use promo code Locked On, or go to the App Store and download the app today. PrizePix is the daily fantasy made easy. <laughs> Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so now we're going to continue on with discussing some good news with the Razorback front. Well, okay, when I say good news, interesting news, I think should be the way it should be put because there's a lot to uh, unpack here because last week we talked about the uh, Razorback football team with Sam Pittman and how he switched agents. He had Jerry, uh, Judy Henry out of Little Rock, who had represented him when he got hired, and then he made a change, and now he has Jimmy Sexton, which we all know is wheeling and dealing. Jimmy Sexton, he's really good at it, uh, but now we've kind of gotten an idea of the first move being made by Jimmy Sexton, uh, Sam Pittman's agent. So this is being reported by Tom Murphy of uh, wholeoxsports.com as well as the Democrat Gazette. So I want to give a shout-out to Tom, and he's always really good at getting contract details and everything. But uh, this comes from wholehawksports.com where he says, quote, the University of Arkansas officials have received their first proposal for a reworked contract from Sam Pittman's agent, Jimmy Sexton. And it's a pretty steep asking price. According to a source with knowledge to the proposal, Pittman's agent, Jimmy Sexton of Creative Artists Agency, is asking for a seven-year deal worth $50 million plus, which would nearly double his current salary. University of Arkansas Athletic Director Hunter Yurchek has acknowledged Pittman is due for a raise after leading the Razorbacks to an 8-4 record in birth in the Outback Bowl in Penn State on January 1st. UA President Donald Bobbitt, Interim Chancellor Charles Robinson, and the UA Board of Trustees and Yurichek will all have input in the upcoming negotiations. Now, under his current contract, Pittman's salary is set to increase from its initial starting point of $3 million per year to 3.75. Pittman received raises of $250,000 for each wins of 6, 7, and 8 of this season. Pittman's salary ranks 12th among the 13 SEC coaches at public institutions and likely ahead of Vanderbilt's first-year coach, Clark Lee, which is, of course, a private institution. So to kind of do the math there, uh, it would roughly be if this proposal was accepted, which, again, we don't know. We don't know if it's going to be accepted or whatnot, but this is where the asking price is. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of negotiations going into it as well, um, but it's roughly about seven and a half, seven to seven and a half million dollars per year in that ballpark of what's being asked by Sam Pittman. And people see that number and they're immediately rolling their eyes and shaking their heads and like, ah, this is are you this is Jimmy Sexton doing Jimmy Sexton things. And yes, it is Jimmy Sexton doing Jimmy Sexton things. He's doing his job. And the question becomes for people, 
well, seven and a half million dollars. I mean, that's is he worth it? I mean, just you don't want to get in the Bielema situation where you gave a raise too quickly and yada, yada, yada. Um, to me, I take this approach when it comes to coaches' contract first, the market. Right now, the market in college football for these coaches, these successful coaches that had successful years, is around that. Now you think about Mel Tucker, Michigan State, James Franklin at Penn State, Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. Uh, those are just to name a few of these coaches that had good years and have gotten reworked contracts to pay them around that amount or maybe even more. That's just the way the market is. No one wants to hear that, but that's the case. And you don't want to ever have Sam Pittman feel like He's not being compensated fairly compared to the rest of the coaches market by taking advantage of him just wanting to be at Arkansas a lot. Like that's 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 first and foremost. But secondly, when you're thinking about this contract that's put forth, maybe I look at it in a way I shouldn't, but how I look at it is who cares? Who cares? It's not my money that's being used for this. It's not your money that's being used for this. We don't know exactly whose money is being used for this. I think we can all kind of assume where it's coming from, some boosters and whatnot. But who cares how much Sam Pittman is making? As long as he's your coach, are you happy with him? Okay. Then the rest doesn't matter. Especially, because here's the thing too, I don't even think people should care about how much he should make per year. I think what should be the thing that people talk about is probably the buyout. How much is the buyout? If Arkansas runs into a problem where they need to make a move, how much is the buyout going to be for Sam Pittman? That, to me, is the ultimate question. And if the buyout ends up being similar to what the market is right now, which you know Mel Tucker signed this huge contract, but his buyout's like $2.5 million. Same thing with these other coaches. I'm okay with that. You know, as long as you're not going Brett Bielma, Chad Morris, oh, we're going to pay you 12 to $15 million to go away. That's dumb. But if the buyout, if you're giving him this contract of seven and a half, we'll just say cap it at seven and a half million dollars per year. And the buyout is like two and a half, three million dollars for either side, whether Arkansas fires him or whether Sam Pittman takes another job. That's how much the money would be owed. Who cares? All right. So many people get a big like head about this thing and thinking that it's just so awful that Jimmy Sexton's doing this and it's so awful that Sam Pittman's getting this amount of money and you know has does he really has he earned it has he deserved it what happens you know comparing it to the Chad Morris thing and Brett Bielema and all this and I'm like it doesn't matter as a fan who cares I want the coaches to make as much money as possible as long as they are being successful which Sam Pittman has been successful so far here at Arkansas. I want Barry Odom and Kendall Bryles also to get as much money as possible that they can, as long as there's success behind it. It should be the same thing with everybody. And so I think so many times we get wrapped up in these contracts and how much coaches are getting paid. Who cares? And especially now because, you know, the old adage was, well, they're getting that much money and the players aren't getting anything. Well, now that the NIL deals are getting signed, you can't say that anymore. So imagine if a player was getting $7 million a year in NIL money. What do you care if he's getting $7.5 million as long as he's performing on the field? That's what it needs to be. It needs to be about performing, performance, performance-based. And right now, Sam Pittman's doing that. 
So for those of you that get so wrapped up in this stuff and so upset about the amount of money he's making, stop. What do you? What is the one thing that matters? Winning. And if he's winning, he deserves all the money humanly possible. And it's not coming out of your check. It's not like every time you get a paycheck, you're going to see a little itemized sheet of where your money's going and a certain amount is going into Sam Pittman's bank account. Like, what do you care? What do any of us care? Let the man make his money. Let the man do his work. And if he doesn't perform on the field, then we'll know we have to make a change. But right now, you just have to be happy with what's going on, how it's going, and just be okay with it because it's happening. And that's what coaches do. And I, I don't see any issue with it. We'll see what the buyout is. And if the buyout is a tremendous amount, which I'd be shocked if it was because we know Juracek doesn't play like that, then maybe we can start raising some issues. But right now, just because your man may be making $7.5 million a year, power to him. As long as he continues to win games, I don't care, and neither should you. Let's talk a minute about kicking things up a notch for the big game, the grand stage, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi is less than 100 days away, and on location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience the package deal at the big game. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with college stars turned NFL legends like Troy Aikman, Marcus Allen, Tim Brown, and more. Plus accommodations at five-star hotels and the food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Gotta make sure I say his name right. Visit on location exp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's on location exp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. We're also brought to you by Built Bar. It's the holiday season, folks. We know that it's all about eating this holiday season. Well, if you're going to be eating, that's great. Why not eat something, though, that not only tastes amazing, but is also healthy for you? That's what Built Bar is all about. It gives you that extra fuel that we all desperately need during our times of the holiday season when we're stressed, we're busy, but we don't have time. So we need the convenience of Built Bar as well. You can do whatever you want with it as far as if you want to dip it into cocoa. You can make your own desserts out of it because they're that good. I mean, you got to try them out if you haven't yet. And they have a great deal going on right now where if you go to build.com, use promo code LOCK15, you get 15% off your next order. It doesn't matter how many you order. doesn't matter how many you get. Just go to build.com, use promo code LOCK15. You get 15% off your next orders. It's simple as that. So again, go to build.com, enter in promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your next order. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so the final piece of news that happened over the Razorback football weekend is some that is really good. Not surprising, though, if you've been following on social media and following a lot of recruiting experts, but the Razorback football team once again gets another big-time transfer. In this case, it is former LSU defensive lineman Landon Jackson. He made it official this weekend after taking an official visit to Arkansas, and he is six foot seven, <laughs> 275 pounds. He played at Pleasant Grove High School in Texarkana, Texas, which we know some great players that came from there. Ryan Mallett, Kobe Hamilton, and Dennis Johnson, just to name a few. 
as far as just Texarkana in general, not from the high school, because I know people are going to come after me for that. But either way, he had a, a reported to Baton Rouge in January after signing with the Tigers of the 2021 class. He chose LSU over these teams, Arkansas, Texas, Texas A&M, Alabama, Baylor, Oklahoma, Oregon, and a lot more. Those are pretty good schools to get an offer from when you're in high school. And it's even better when Arkansas has a player that is coming to be on the defensive line in a very important position and in a place that they need a lot of depth at, who is that big, that talented, and also could have gone anywhere else into the transfer portal, but he chose the Razorbacks. So coming in out of high school, he had 35 tackles, 15 tackles for us, eight sacks and two forced fumbles and one fumble recovery his senior year. Uh, but he was hampered by an ankle injury and even greater numbers there as well. Uh, he was recruited by Chad Morris, but decided not to come to Arkansas. Who would have guessed, right? He was a consensus four-star recruit, and he was the number eight defensive end in the country, according to uh, ESPN.com, as well as Rivals and 247 Sports. So he is a huge get for the Razorbacks. Now, see, this is the type of stuff that I'm living for. Like, this is the stuff that I'm enjoying that I love. I, I, I don't like recruiting, but when I see a guy of that caliber come into Arkansas, all right, baby. All right, you, you got me. I'm excited now. Like that, that's big boy moves. Like that, that's the type of thing that when you saw what happened this year when Arkansas went into the transfer portal and some of these guys that made immediate impact, like your entire defensive line, Trey Williams and Utsi and uh John Ridgeway. Huge, huge gets for Arkansas, right? Uh, you think about Traylon Smith when they got him last year, how important he was to this year's group, too. Like this transfer portal is a game changer and it's something that Arkansas and Sam Pittman, I think, understand the importance of it. You already got Hazelwood from Oklahoma, who's a five-star player. Now you add in this guy coming into Arkansas as a D lineman, which again, you desperately need. And now look at you. Suddenly this 2021 class or 2022 class that everyone's going to be ranking and all that as high school, Arkansas is already doing a good job in the high school ranks. But now they're getting into this transfer portal where they're getting players that were already on campus and now they're coming to Arkansas when they were playing at other SEC schools. It, that, that's big time. That's big time. And I don't think they're done yet. I think they're going to continue on to be able to add some other guys into the mix, high school and transfer portal. And I think by its time it's all said and done, uh, when you look back and look into the 2022 class, whether it's transfers and high school players, it's going to shape up to be one of the best ones Arkansas has ever had. Now, they're going to need some more help. As we all know, we got to figure out what some of these other players on the current roster are doing as far as are they coming back, are they staying, or whatnot. But as of right now, Arkansas is getting it done, and Sam Pittman's getting it done. And this is just the latest example of it and the great job that they're that they're doing. So I, I'm pumped. Like, I saw that, and I knew that he was leaning towards Arkansas. But I think that people are starting to understand that what goes on with the Razorbacks right now is something that's being built for the future and it's being built in the right way. People want to be a part of it. Uh, it's not going to get always the sexiest of coverages. Like they're not going to, you know, they're not going to be the, the Lane Kiffin Ole Miss program that everyone thinks is funny. And because he, he puts out funny tweets, you know, Lane Kiffin farts and everyone's like, just this guy gets it on Twitter. He just gets it. It's like, okay, you know, listen, he's, he's funny at times, but let's not freak out about it all. But he's pretty good, I mean, as far as the social media goes. But what I'm saying is that you don't have to be those types of programs in order to get the attention of some great players. Great players want to go and play for great teams, and they want to play for great coaches. And Arkansas has a great coaching staff. And when you're starting to see these players realize it to where if they're transferring out or coming out of high school, that they have all these offers to go to all these other places that are perceived better programs and better schools, but yet they're choosing Arkansas, 
They're not doing it just because, well, Fayetteville is a great place to live. They're not doing it just because, ah, well, Arkansas seems fun, I guess. No, they're doing it because they're believing what this coaching staff is selling, and it's working. And I think it's going to continue to work, and I think it's going to continue to be something that not only this year, but next year and the year after that, you're just going to be Legos, just building one on top of the other, getting these players, getting these guys that start to buy in. Players are going to be talking when they start to see how many guys are going to be put into the NFL by this coaching staff. They're going to want to be a part of it as well. Like all these things going into the mix is exactly what's going to separate you from being just an average SEC program to being a program that can actually compete in the SEC West. So they're doing big things. And again, they are not done yet. And let's keep it going on as much as possible. Appreciate everybody listening into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast, whether it's on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. And we'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.